ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Above the Bar podcast. For each week, we belly up to the bar with a new guest, find out what they do, who they are, and what makes them great. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Alrighty, folks, welcome back to the Above the Bar podcast. It's your host, Sean. We've bellied up to the bar today. We've brought with us... Uh, hold on a sec. What do you want? I want to be on your podcast. You can't be on my oh. podcast. You're, but this guy actually talks to real wrestlers all the time. They're not going to be able to hear you. But I was trying to do my intro. What are you doing? Are you going to be a real wrestler? Yeah. Why do you love wrestlers so much? Because... They're cool and they can beat up people. They're cool and they can beat up people. So that's what you want to be able to do is be cool and beat up people? Yeah. Okay. So can I do my intro now? Yeah. All right. Anything Anything else you want to say before I get started? Who knows but when? Who knows but when? Ooh, and tagline. You got your own tagline. Who knows but when? I like it. We're going with it. All right. That's a solid it is a pretty solid tagline. <laughs> I have to, I'm going to have to give it to you, kid. Remember that. Wow. Who knows? Win. All righty, folks. So let's try this again. Welcome back to the Above the Bar podcast. As I get interrupted by small humans, there are all these jabronis running around here trying to go ahead and take take my spotlight. But today we've bellied up to the bar with a man who is best known for his white gloves. Gloves, gloves so white, they almost look like my uh, oldest son's legs. It's a man who... Let's be honest. There's not a fair, a fairer announcer in the business. So we're going to just have to go with it and say we've bellied up to the bar today with Shane Fair. I'm an intro business man, but that was pretty good, Sean. That's off the cuff, too. That was off the cuff. Oof. I, I write none of it down. I love it. Well, brother, I appreciate you coming on here live from, from Jersey, or are you in the city now? I'm in Staten Island. I'm just out of uh, Jersey, Jersey uh, city limits there. Uh, Jersey-esque. That's okay. right. All right, Bobby. Well, let daddy, get, culture. let daddy get back to business, okay? I appreciate you. You had wrestling. Oh, we had wrestling. He, he, I'm a wrestler. He so. is a wrestler. He He's hanging out. We hung out today. He had uh, his wrestling. He's working on his moves. Getting ready. Um, Who knows but when? Right? I love that. Who knows but when? That is actually a pretty good line. That is good, man. How many pro wrestlers do you think of could say to themselves that, yeah, I came up with my tagline when I was five? Right. And it's that solid, too. It's yeah, like, yeah. you know, I love you know, it. Just come out there and look around the crowd and just be like, Who knows but when? And then just be done. Just be done. It gave me chills, kid. All right. I love it. You see, mommy. I love you. No, 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 no. Don't jump off my chair, jackass. <laughs> Lucha Libre. Yeah. Come on. Step down, please. Step down. I don't want you to fall and hurt yourself. I got a concrete wall next to me, and a kid wants to jump off. Oh, no. That's a bad equation. No, no. Please step down. Yeah. All right. Oh, my God. Oh, I have a broken back. Oh, he's already got the – Ricky Steamboat, broken back. Oh, no. Dr. Anderson, take a look at this kid. Doc, look at this guy. He's got the Ricky the Dragon. So I appreciate you being here, brother. Let's get some house cleaning done, and then we're going to get into it, folks. We're talking pro wrestling, as you can already tell. We're yeah, talking – but we're talking about it from a, from a from a different angle. We're going to go ahead and approach this from, from inside of the ring, from the announcer side, from that guy that we all wonder, well, 
well, how did he get that gig? How did he end up here? You know, so that's the angle we're, we're taking here. So let's start off with our house cleaning. Right over my right shoulder, we've got we've got the big sign for sticker and a cause. Make sure uh, you come and you, if you've got, ah, it got me all messed up. Let's try this again. We've got our big sign over my right shoulder for sticker and a cause. Very simple, folks. If you've got a, something that you're supporting, you've got something that you're involved in, I don't care if it's a your own wrestling promotion, you've got your own tagline. He just came up with, with a great one. Who who knows just when? I'm going to have to make T-shirts for that. I mean, it's even a great T-shirt line. It's fire. What, whatever you've got going on, make sure you reach out to us. You can find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, TikTok, even our email. It's all the above the bar podcast, that email I at a Gmail at the end of it. Reach out. Let me know what you got. Let me know what you're supporting. I'll give you the address. It's not going to cost you anything. We'll put your sticker up here on the big board, and we'll go ahead and uh, let everybody know about it. I think eventually, folks, the goal here is if we can get this sign all filled up with all the different guests, all the different people, and I can get all the square spaces filled in there, maybe we'll auction it off, see who what's out there, and we'll if we auction it off, whoever wins the auction, you tell me the charity, and we'll donate it to a charity. Um, I think that's a pretty good idea. So we'll go with that. Now, maybe your media has taken a one, two, three, and it looks like a jabroni. Like it's just one of those just knockoff wrestlers. Back in the day, they were just there for uh, entertainment so that the big guys could finish them off. You know, Bart Star or uh, Bob Star, if you all remember Bob Star. That'll tell you my age. Uh, I was in Baltimore, so I watched all. He was always on. Guy only ever won one match. But maybe your stuff's hitting that point. Well, if you're at at that point, make make sure you reach out to Media by Dibs. That's Media by Dibs, D-I-B-S. You can find him on Instagram. You can find him on Facebook at Media by Dibs. Or if you go on LinkedIn, Andrew Dibble, and you tell him you're there to belly up to the bar, he's going to give you a 10% discount on your first order and a free consultation for your media. That's media by dibs. All right, brother. We are done. We're all locked in. Well, hello. We're all. The drops. I like it. I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. Like, I've got a whole bunch. Like, you should see. We were talking about this beforehand about just, like, once you start buying this stuff, media. Oh, definitely. It, it's. I got this great one. I got a, P, uh, a P8, Podtrack P8, that's got, like, you can put 36 drops into this thing and just go wild. Oh, and I've cool. got one. I don't I got one that I just haven't found the right time to play it. Right. Bust it out. Let's go. You want to hear it? Yeah, let's go, man. It's it's, it's an, but it's an 18 second long drop. Break it out of the package. Let's go. All right. Here we go. This is like one of my if You're favorites. looking for a time you found it. Here it is. I'm an angel. I kill firstborns while their mamas watch. I turn cities into salt. I even, when I feel like it, rip the souls from little girls. And from now till kingdom come, the only thing you can count on in your existence is never understanding why. <sighs> Christopher Walken as uh, the angel Gabriel. Oh, hell yeah. Like, I just everything about that just gives me chills. So, so we're talking about this, but Shane is joining us. Shane is with about 315 promotions for independent right, wrestling. Right. He's the voice of about 500 more beyond that. But he is. You are the voice of New Jersey, New York. I mean, 
if if Mike Falvo is the voice of Albany, you oh, are sure. the voice of independent wrestling in that area. There, there's no doubt about it. That that oh, is who you, you are, brother. I mean, let's thank be honest. And, and I love the outfits. I'm gonna be a little bit of a. I'm gonna be that guy. If anybody is around, and Shane, announce some of the different promotions. We were going through some of them before the show. Who all are you with right now? I'm with uh, Pro Wrestling Magic, uh, Warriors of Wrestling out of Staten Island, um, IWA. I'm with uh, BCW. Um, I, I, I don't want to forget anybody here. Shadow Wrestling Alliance. Um, you know, I'm, I'm so grateful. Being mostly uh, Pro Wrestling After Dark, Standalone Wrestling with Chad Menez. You know, uh, I'm so grateful to like anybody that's given me an opportunity, but I am a bit of a man whore when it comes to the announcement. It's like I, I'm a whore. Oh, definitely. You know, it's like I, I, um, you see so many of the same talents, like you know, with these different promotions, and you almost get this like, oh, I want to be there. I want to represent them. Like you know, you like the um, just the fascination with like I don't want to miss out. It's like, what do they call it? FOMO, fear of missing out. Right. So that's it's like, it. You you never know. It weighs into it. And that's why I just, you know, that's why I say, you know, my man Shane is is into everything. And Chris, thank you, brother. I appreciate you popping in and saying hello. Um, and folks, if you're finding me right now, you know Shane and you found us, please take a moment, share this around on all your social media. Try to get kicked off of as many yard sale sites as you possibly can. Uh, make sure you go find Shane. Give him a follow. See where, where he's at. He's uh, We're going to make sure I'm going to throw it up here on the banner. If you haven't, go on your Instagram and look up Worlds with an S at the end of it, Fair Productions with an S at the end of it. So that's Worlds with an S, Fair Productions. Give Shane a follow. Uh, check out his stuff. Always some great things. And if you, look, I'm going to go back to them, them suits, brother. Where are you getting them suits at? Oh, thank you, man. You know, it's like I was getting them from this, uh, this place out west, right, in L.A., right? So they started messing. Every single order, there was a problem, right? So I get the one suit. There's like a, it looked like, um, what was it, Muller Ram from um, Indiana Jones had ripped through the bag and ripped the tag off the suit. They sent me the wrong size, oh, but like, it. I'm not an idiot. I see the rip through the bag. So it's like, you know, I know they ripped the tag out. So I was getting them all from this place, but every single time there was a problem with the order. Oh, so right cool. now I'm like a man without a country. I, I, I need a new suit place, you know? Well, it's anybody like, who know if you're in the, you're the garment district down in the city, hook shane up he i mean these suits i mean they i think they have battery packs because they got <laughs> actually i do have one that does so that's strange <laughs> enough i do I, I have an led one that's right so so let's get into it how long have you been just involved with the independent circuit professional wrestling at as a sports entertainment how long have you been involved with it uh, this will be my sixth year of announcing now. Like this uh, 2023 will be my sixth year announcing. I've been a fan just slightly longer than that. You know, I started going to uh, Warriors of Wrestling here on Staten Island. And that really, um, the bug caught quick. You know, I realized, you know, he, now you can get those seats that you'd spend thousands for at the Garden and see many of the same faces that you would at the Garden. Now you're in the second row and you're experiencing it. And, uh, you know, I, I caught it. I caught the bug very quick, you know. Thankfully, to Warriors of Wrestling, Joe Bellini on the island. But uh, that's, well, that was that's one, the one of my questions. So, I mean, you've only been were, – were you trying to get in the ring initially or was it always the announcing side? You know, like I did like the backyard stuff when I was like, you know, in the late 90s, like everybody else and everything. And then uh, 
I, I saw right away that there was people that could outshine me very easily acrobatically and such. I knew that I was just a placeholder and I, I, I was probably in the wrong lane. It took me uh, years to find, you know, I don't know. Anybody that watches wrestling as a fan, you get so inspired by it. You want to participate in some way and, and, you, and you just keep chipping away and do that inventory. Like, you know, where can I fit in? Where can I get in this business? And certainly... Oh wrestling i had to uh i don't know if if you're like a baseball fan you always dream of being a player then you get to that age when when and you have something like uh, i, I want to be a, i wish i could be a manager because you realize you're too old right. to be a player and it's in every man's life it's like the most emasculating moment when you realize all right i'm not this this, this player thing isn't going to happen you know i'm so, still five five all the rest of the kids on the team are six foot two oh yeah yeah that'll do it yeah, that, I, I understand exactly what you're talking about. So, I mean, there's so many people out there that say, oh, I want to get in the ring. I want to do this. I want to be involved in some way. So six years ago, a couple years, you said a little bit before that, you got into interested in the independent circuit. How does that conversation even start to say, hey, uh, you mind if I just go up there and uh, announce for you? Here's my game. Right. right. That, that initial door opening is like the, is the most crucial thing like you know uh you know everybody takes a different way to it maybe they brown nose maybe they what i had done is i was taking photos taking videos at every event tagging the people in them like i still tell people like the most valuable tool you have you know in the business is the phone in your hand this is your this will make your promos for you this will get your gigs this will you know get you to the gig this will you know every the phone is such an important thing and everything so uh 100% uh that that was my gateway taking the photos taking and then i made a name for myself for just you know being of some service you know what i mean you can't just expect to work in the business if you provided no service because there's always going to be people that uh are willing to do exactly what you do for less money and they'll put the ring together <laughs> you know so if you're not willing to do it you know go through that you know it's it's kind of a moot point and i got lucky um i had there was a fan experience. They had a capital wrestling where it's like you paid a little bit more for the ticket, whatever it was, and you got to pick somebody to announce. So it was at capital wrestling in, in Cathedral Hall in New Jersey. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to, uh, I want to do this because the guy that was did it the month before was terrible. Right. <laughs> so it was like some, like, you know, Guido from Brooklyn, you know, like, Ooh, hey, no offense. This guy, this guy here coming out right now. He's oh, yeah. He may as well. He's so been. good. He's so good. I like hey, him. Yeah. How I you doing, you know? Oh, he's from down the block from me. Look at this. Look at this shit. Like, you, did you know that? Oh, you owe me money, don't you? That's how much he weighs off. Oh, Maron. Lying. Maron, look at this fat ass. He don't even weigh that. So I, that was my inspiration. Like, I'm always inspired by what I don't like more than what I, I'd like. So I saw that. I was like, all right, next month, I'm doing this shit. I'm, I, I got to get my, you know. So I wound up doing it and um, went over really well. And um, I got to announce Sunny Kiss you know, uh, and versus Ken Dixon, it was the match that I chose. So it was like a pretty cool, pretty cool, you know, and it was a baptism by fire. I remember, um, all right, where's the information I need? And then uh, he said, oh, you got to go get that. You got to go in a locker room and go talk to them. So right away, I was like, oh, all right. You know, he wasn't handling me with kid gloves. He's kind of like, you know, showing me what it was going to be about that. You have to go do your own recon and get your own information. Really? So, uh, like, all right. So I, I remember when I walked into the locker room for the first time, I, I I got these notices like I'm kind of I'm I have that street um 
I'm like street savvy where I can kind of judge what's going on around me. And I walked in and I was getting looks like, what the hell is this fan doing here? Like, why is he in the locker room? Like, it's like, you know, you could just tell it was like some funk on the looks I was getting. So I got my information and I went upstairs and everything. And then, you know, it went well. So a friend of mine had been um, instrumental at BWF in the Bronx at the time, Bronx wrestling. So he said, bro, you, you did a great job tonight. If, if this is something that you're serious about, you know, why don't you come do it at, uh, you know, BWF next month? So I was like, all right. You know, so right away there, there was the door, Pete Rosado, who uh, I refer to as like one of my oracles. He's like my sensei. I still to this day, like, you know, draw so much inspiration and like, you know, from his knowledge and stuff. And uh, one of the best bookers in our area. So uh, he sent me, and that was a shithole, man. It's, I, I could speak <laughs> ill of it now because it's gone. But like, this was a place where you would have, like, all right, there'd be like 13 matches on the card. You'd go in the locker room. There'd be 40 people changing. There'd be 20 of them that weren't even on the card putting on face paint and stuff, like, you know, just to, like, force themselves to be in some kind of match, some kind of trios match. So this was, like, baptism by fire. This is what I needed. I needed to uh, be at a place that was kind of unhinged, where it wasn't going to be spoon-fed <laughs> to me, like, right off the bat. It was like, oh, my God, this is... You know, this is what it's about. So uh, I remember the first time I didn't know anybody on the on the on the uh, the card. I didn't know any any of their roster. So all I know is a poster with fifty faces on it. So what I did was I cut out all the faces and I put them on index cards. Oh, so smart. And then I was like, all right, there's that guy. Hey, how you doing? Uh, oh, my name is Mer. Blah blah blah. I'm from here. I would write that stuff down. So now I wasn't gonna get caught off guard when the guy hit the curtain. That's wasn't gonna, you know, okay, there's the guy with the mustache, like in the picture, you know. So it was kind of a dumb, um, but like, no, that's primitive genius. way to do it. But I had to, like, because that was sink or swim. I didn't know the roster, and I didn't know what I was doing at that point. I had no system developed. I didn't have a database of all the names like I do now. It was just like I had to figure out what was going to work for me, and that was, you know, cutting out pictures like a like a second grade, you know, art project. But it worked. You were making your own collage. Put them on popsicle sticks, right? Like, <laughs> but that's you know i mean realizing that like you said there's 40 guys back there trying to figure out who's actually supposed to be coming out who's mm -hmm. who's actually on the car getting their information and, and it's interesting you mentioned going back there and getting that look um i've watched plenty of documentaries on wrestlers and that's one of the big things mm -hmm. historically is you don't go back there where the wrestlers are Right. unless you've been welcomed back there right right I, I i'm glad you feel that way there's a lot of people that don't keep that you know aesthetic that's that's something that is like an unwritten rule to me and like i like to this day i'll see people especially when like uh i get i get a little weird when like women are changing and, and like people will come in that are non-essential to the show and that aren't even like you know they're not in with production they're not with anything else and they're just like hanging out in the locker room it's like if that was your sister or something, would you want some person that didn't belong right. in with them? So, oh, Chucky Island. Chucky That's Island, you got a fan. Oh, Shane, oh, Shane, oh, Shane. From Daddy Daughter Entertainment. Thank you, Chucky. Uh, well, you know, well, I I think my first pro wrestlers to follow me were um, uh, stepdads. Oh, that's cool, man. They're such great guys. They're, they're some of the coolest dudes that I've ever met. They they came out of nowhere. And then, uh, well, obviously, you know, uh, Fox Vineyard. Fox. Oh right, yeah. Oh, he's yeah. he's from up this way, uh, but so so you're you're getting involved in this. You know what was, you know when I know me, somebody initially I start going into stuff. 
I'm that guy, both feet are in, I'm here. And sometimes in my head, well, I expect in the next six months, I'll be, at, I'll be announcing at WWE. Like I expect like six months from now that that's going to be me. Cause I'm, I'm going to be that guy. What was the, the vibe for yourself as you first got into this and all of a sudden people keep asking you to come back. Right. Right. Um, you know, like I found the best way to like alleviate any like fears or a trepidation that I had was to make sure that I was hyper prepared for every event. Make sure I had that run sheet, try to have the cards written up before I go to the event. Like to this day, look, I'm, I got three shows this week, this weekend. I'm all I'm written up for all three of them. The whole oh, you're card, everybody's waiting. You know what I mean? So like by that, by the time the weekend comes, I've already gone through the show essentially like a few times. Like I'll sit here and just, you know. I'll physically sit here. Oh, he is from, you know, the Pine Barrens of New Jersey and just like run through a card this way. It's not um, foreign to me when it, when, you know, come the weekend and everything like that. So I feel like the more you prepare, it's like the more confident you can be because you know, your preparations there, you know, like what is that, that cheesy, like um, painting you see in the office, like a, uh, uh, success is where preparation and fortune, you know, whatever BS thing, know, but it's, I know it's what you're talking about. Right, I think with the guy's parachuting or some shit. Right. Like a there's, always, there's always some some bullshit, and we all looked at that like damn thing in the trash. I, I know exactly what you mean. Now, how about you know? Because when I again, I think about me, and I think how I'm I'm a nervous like I'm so I can do all those things, I in my head, but I'm also a nervous Nelly. Mm-hmm. I am such that person. I told you I didn't prepare for for announcing you coming on i just got to do it oh yeah do you get to ad lib anything or is it like nope it's on the card i've talked to i've talked to to the wrestler coming up you know right who who knows just when uh i've talked to him this is what he says his announcement is is that where it's coming from or is it nope i got this uh you're you're six foot eight and smell like cheese this is what i'm what i'm doing (laughs) oh no no yeah see i uh when it comes to announcing everybody, I, I want to make sure I stay in my lane and I, I do like what, you know, is told. I, I never want to be, um, you know, you never want to goof on anybody. You never, that's not my place to like, my place is to, uh, you know, uh, present everybody with some kind of um, pride and decorum. Like, you know, like I can't minimize like a heel. Oh, what's that guy's problem? Like, I don't want to shit on anybody because I'm supposed to be there to, uh, you know, enhance what the experience i'm not supposed to be there to minimize anybody or anything like that so like that being said there's like you know you feel opportunities where you can ad lib put in a little like a side or something like that you know like whatever it is like and i'll always look for that and i always try to be like uh you know improv savvy where i'm ready like i'm ready to go like if you're gonna give me something and that's another thing too if um if you have the honor of a talent kind of working with you like jay bougie uh when i'm announcing like you know hit me in the stomach and like you know kind of rev me up and like pump me up to make me you know like you know vibe with me as i'm announcing of course i'm gonna take that you know like that's an honor that you would want to like you know interact with me and such like that and like not to like go too behind the scenes like that goes both ways if you want to you know mess with me twist my bow tie i'm gonna be there for you too like i'm not gonna you know get your hands off me like you know i'm i'm there i'm amenable i'm gonna be there you know as um uh, what what's the word? I'm almost like a like a prop canvas for you to do what you want as well. You know, yeah. like exactly. So. You're like a marital aid. I mean, right? Exactly. I don't know if that was the right way of putting that, but I just vibrate in the middle of the room. Vibrate in the middle of it. I'm just vibrating with everybody. 
<laughs> vibing. I'm vibing, not vibrating. But okay, okay. All I right. think there's a difference. I don't know. Maybe could be. I don't know. But and that was because that kind of fed into my next thing is where you know you always see that some of these announcers, you know, we were talking about like Gorilla Monsoon. You know, okay, he was more right. ringside announcing, right. uh, not really in the ring. But you know, we we had uh, gosh, why is my brain not working? Because I used think. To, well, I was I thinking. Well, Finkel, that's a perfect one. I was actually thinking about his burgers. Um, God, my brain's not working. Not Bobby the Brain Heaton. Not George the Animals. God, he had his own burger joint. He was, um, he was to, Oh, Nate, where are you when I need you? He did. He wore the bow tie and the suit for WWF forever. Sassy Freddie Blassie? No. I love Sassy Freddie Blassie. Yeah, I did love him, yeah. I, I was a big uh, Polish oh, powerhouse guy. Oh, Pusky, really? Okay. Danny Moff. Uh, when announcing Danny Moff is always one of my favorites. Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of his name right now. Um, he, was, he used to do all the, the, the afters and, and, and interview everybody. I don't know why my brain's not. No, no, uh, mean, mean Gene, right? Mean Gene. Yeah, oh, mean okay. Gene. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know, he had, he had a, did you know he had a burger joint? No, I, I, I didn't. I got a really? right there. Yeah. If you look it up at one, I don't know how many he had, but at one point in time, mean Gene Okerlund, um, had something like god i don't know how many of them but it's they started in the late 90s and like northern california i saw them in southern california and a couple other places but yeah they were the mean gene burgers and he had i trust them i would trust look i mean if if somebody's gonna be out there and what a great name for him you know he was so cool the voice is beautiful you know, I, I got an autograph from him one time, Sean, right? And I uh, got the picture with him. I'm like, oh, I'm all wrapped up in the moment. And I forget the 8 by 10 right? I forget it on the table. So I walk away, and suddenly I hear, uh, Shane, you forgot your... And, I, and that great voice, he's, like, addressing me. I was like, yo, thank God I forgot the 8 by 10 because I got to have Mean Gene, like, call me. At, like, you know, with that voluminous oh, voice, you know, kind of... I was like, wow, that was so cool. I was like, that is the cool... So, now... Your your story of as far as getting in into this, mm. I think is is unique because you know, hell, I just Falvo. If those of you don't know who Mike Falvo is, go oh, look. I love Mike's Falvo. Mike's Mike's got a, a voice for radio that and the face for it. I love Mike, uh, but he has that. Let me go. We're gonna go ahead and make this announcement now, ladies and gentlemen, coming to the ring. Weighing it like that's Mike's voice, right? right? And he doesn't need to put on some fictitious yeah. announcer voice. The Mike Falvo voice is beautiful, like it's all there. But Mike introduced us, and it was just like, Hey, Shane, you want to come on? Absolutely, you're oh, yeah. that guy. There's no doubt in my mind that you're that guy oh, that, you. that somebody reaches out and just says, Hey, you want to be involved in this? You know, as long as it I seems think. like it's on the up and up, you just got that vibe to you. Oh, what are some of the advice though? Now that you've you've been doing this for six years, you've been involved in this. First, for yourself, looking back. Oh, this is good. Okay. What What are some of the things that you like hiccups you made? You know where you tripped up that you think to yourself. Oh, that's such a good. These question. are some of the things I could have could have done better or would have done different. Wow, that is it. That is that is an awesome question. Um. Wow. I guess. Oh God, that is a that is a fantastic question. You know, I've never like one thing I've done. I've never asked to work anywhere. Like it's all been on word of mouth. So I I would strongly suggest that to anybody. Like to um, 
it's the best because I never have to worry that I'm stepping on toes. I never have to worry, you know, hey, uh, you know, just to use his name as an example, if Mike Falvo's out, you know, I'm always available, wink, wink, you know, like I've had, that's kind of a weird, yeah, it's a slimy MO. So I don't really like participate like that, you know, like, uh, so I would, I would say, even though I've kind of done it, I would recommend that people kind of um, have some kind of ethics, you know, like business ethics towards the other announcers, like uh, like Dave Adams and I. We're like two ships passing in the night. He does his promotions. I do my promotions. When we come together, it's a love fest. And like, you know, we talk all the time. And uh, same thing with like Falvo, too. It's like we, we're, uh, we're so respective of each other's lanes, kind of like I, I find in a way where it's like we're not trying to... Um, it's like an announcer's union versus an, an announcer's competition. You know, like it's, it's so much camaraderie with certain announcers that, like, you know, I, if, if you can maintain that, I would s- strongly suggest that to anybody coming up. Like, you know, like get, make friends and, and identify. Not everybody, not everybody. There's a lot of duplicity in this business. Like, people are very duplicitous. If you find authentic people that are actually the way they present themselves, you know, stick with them. You know, people are going to re- oh, time is always going to reveal everyone. You know, good or bad. So. Amen. You let that happen, you know, just gravitate towards the people that are sincerely in your corner and um, always reciprocate. That's another thing, too. Like if somebody sharing your posts, somebody, you know, don't just sit there being glutton, like receiving that um, support, you know, reflect that support. Like, you know, like I try to uh, I try I'm not and that's not something I'm always good at. Like, you know, people will share my stuff. And that's something I, w- I would recommend, like, in that you always try like that. That's something I would give myself advice six make sure that you're reciprocating constantly like you know if a company's believing in you to sit there and 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 let you in their ring you should be making a promo you should be sharing the flyer the ticket link multiple times not the week of the event where it's going to do nobody any good like you know share it all along and you know help create a presence for every event you're on like respect every event you're on even if they're multi you know back-to-back days show each one the support you know that you can I have a habit where I um I try to promote each event one by one, and that's not always good because uh you know I might have a, an event Saturday, and then the next Saturday rolls around, and I really haven't properly promoted that mm. because I was so focused on event A, which was you know, so I I, I think like you know that's not always a great idea to sp- you know uh, supporting the events you're on in order, just support them continuously. Like if you know your calendar and they have an, uh, a graphic for it, you should be sharing that graphic. Even if it's from, you know, in May, you know, just at least create some buzz. You know, if anybody's given you bookings in advance, honor those bookings by reciprocating the support, you know, for the event that they supported you. Especially if you're an announcer, you can only be one announcer at each event. You know what I mean? So if they're giving you the ball, you know, that's that's an honor. You know, it's like you really should be, you know, thanking the promoter and such. And some of the promoters I have like 24 hour conversations with where it's like Steve off, Joey B., um, you know, Chad Minnes, like you know, Frank Declet, like we we will talk just 24 hours a day, just to, you know, that's great when you're in that kind of uh you know mode with them. And they might ask you for creative help, they might just be sharing memes, but stay stay in you know contact with the people that you you know that you like. And Chucky, you know, he's a great guy, daddy daughter entertainment. Him and his daughter, they uh they they're, they're fans that go to shows, they give us more support. Than like you know sponsors do so like you got to receive you can also should reciprocate to the fans as well like you know I've been had the honor of going to Chucky's house his daughter's birthday party and that like that's an honor I don't have family that I would go to my family's birthday party but Chloe's birthday you know comes around I'd be the first one there 
Well, let's talk about hold on. And I'm gonna throw this out here. I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot for a minute. Okay. Shane's got a heart as big as any arena I've ever been in. And here's why. So we were at we were together. I don't even think he realized we were together at this. We were together at the International Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame dinner. Thanks to Falvo. Can you tell everybody about that young lady who got the award that you were there for? I I don't remember her name. I just know my wife was sitting next to me. And as a dad, I had half tears and half giggles in my Oh, God. Thank you. Because... Just everything about this young lady. She has cerebral palsy. Yeah, yeah. She, you know, she has, um, you know, hearing difficulties and such like that. But like, she continues to like, you know, defy her. You know, like, like I, like I said at the, um, the I, her name is Azalea, Azalea Farkas. She's uh, her mother, Melissa. Like two of uh, two fans that, um, like I first saw her at, at, at an event, you know, wearing a referee shirt and like busting people's chops and everything. I was like, oh, this is great, you know. So uh, I, I came to see Azalea like all, all events and see Melissa. So um, when we ran a charity, I wanted to do a charity event. That was the genesis. And then I needed a cause. So the first came the charity event, basketball, which was like heels versus faces in a, in a shoot basketball game. And I needed a cause. So right away, I was like, you know what? I was like, I know from Melissa's postings that Azalea goes to, um, oh, thank you, Chucky. Um, Azalea goes to, I love him. That's, yeah, that's, that's nice to see, man. But he, uh, she, she played for Miracle League in Mercer County, which was like an all inclusive little league for for, um, kids with with, uh, special needs and everything. So, I was like, you know what? I was like, we're going to make that the focus. We're going to make that the cause and everything. So the original goals was $5,000 and uh, we wound up raising $10,000. And it was Holy all shit. because of Zalia. You know what I mean? Like, that's why I said it to dinner. And it's like, uh, oh. <laughs> so we, uh, it was tough, but we, you know, we, we did it. And it was all because of this girl, like, you know, just her presence, you know, at the event. She, she's, oh, she's such a bulwark. <laughs> you got to see like uh, the worst heels. And, and she gravitates towards the worst heels, like Charles Mason, Darius Carter, you know, Asriel when he's at his worst. And she out heals them all the time. Like she'll like go to shake their hands and pull back and everything. Awesome. Like, but uh, but she's an awesome kid. And like that just, you know, her presence gave us the direction that we needed for the, the charity and gave us, a, you know, the cause that we needed and everything like that. So just because of her presence, you know, here this league raised ten thousand dollars. They when we approached them to give them the money, like you know, they were they were like, you know, flinching. Like we don't even know you. We don't know why you would want to give us this money. It's like, hey, we just we want to give back to Azalea. So, but and um, she controls the room. There is oh, definitely that, she got up there on that stage and she controlled that room. She busted her mom's chops the whole I'm time. To cut it off. Cut off the speech. Cut it off. Yeah. Cut it off. I see that often too. I'll be in the ring, you know, going through my uh, intro, and I look over to Zaley at an event, and she's giving me to cut it off. It's like, wow, that's brutal. Thanks. It's all love at the end of the day, but it's like, wow, thank you. That's Ultimate so heel. She is, you know, and and I just love it. Um, but you've also got to now in the role that you're in. So I, I'm going to go go out on a limb here and say you're probably like me. You grew up watching wrestling, though. Oh, definitely. You know, the, the independent circuit, getting to go to see that stuff, that's newer for me also. You right, know, right. I, I grew up going to like WCW, NWA when it, 
for those who didn't know, there used to be one called National Wrestling Association before there was WCW, and then there was NWO was within the WCW. There's that was the old Turner broadcast, and like back in the day, right? And we would go to these events and go see these things. But you've gotten some opportunities now to work with folks that when we were kids, you'd have been blown away to Hell even yeah. to even oh. have them in the room with you. That's so cool that you say that. Yeah, you you understand exactly. Yeah. Like so so I know for me, I couldn't even shake his hands. I couldn't even shake his hand. And I'm gonna tell you right now, if you haven't got to meet him, he still looks like he whooped most boot dudes ass in like old and I don't mean like in the ring whoop your ass. I mean like you talked wrong in a disrespectful manner, and he probably will whoop your ass oh. in that tanza stone, Ronnie Garvin. Oh, really? I haven't seen yeah. him in person Dude, Ron, really. Ronnie Garvin still wear you know, if you don't know it, he also has the worst finishing move in wrestling history, the stomp. Um, it's horrible. Uh, but he, have you ever seen it? The Ronnie Garvin stomp? You got to look it up. Stomp. Okay, All he would that. do is like he would hit you with a couple of two pieces and then you would go down and then he would walk around you and just stomp on you. Like like a supposed to be like a Kirby, but right, right. It, it was horrible. But I mean, that dude still looks like he whooped dude's asses. But what? What's it been like for you getting to call some of these guys to the ring or announce them winning a match? You know, guy, guys like like Luke of the Bushwhackers, right, right, Rock, right. Rock and Roll Express. What are some of the other ones that you've seen or, or were even surprised to see, like, come to the ring? Like, uh, I got to announce, like, Jack Swagger, um, you know, some of the best ones, like The Godfather, like, you know, uh, standing in a ring with, like, Sabu. It's, like, that. it's surreal to me. Like, you know, like, some of oh, man. Jack Swagger was, like, a lot of fun. And he um, he he was just having a ball that night. And he, he took, like, a low blow that night. So as he's coming towards the curtain, I'm walking to the ring. And that's the, the grab the next one. He grabs me by my, my wrist. And he makes me fan his balls. For whatever reason, I have a pic of this. I have photographic evidence. He will sign it one day too. Hopefully, if I ever see him. So at the end of the night, he's like, he turns to me. He's leaving the locker room and he goes, "Shane, I want you to remember two things." I was like, "So right now, I'm like, I'm like glued." I'm like, "Yeah." He goes, "Always wear white gloves and always fan balls." Okay, that was that was pretty crazy. So is that the antithesis Um, of the white glove? Was that right? That was was a pretty cool one. Another cool like white glove redeeming thing. Enzo uh, was hanging out behind a curtain one time at Warriors Wrestling. wasn't even on the on the show. He was just chilling in the locker room. So this is my first time meeting Enzo Amore. You know, so I um I shake his hand. I was like, oh, I I apologize for the glove. You know, like because it was he was just behind a curtain. He goes. Don't apologize for the gloves. The gloves are mint. It's <laughs> like okay, so that was another oh. cool, like you know, it caveat. Got, but... Dude, if, for those of you, go look up "Worlds" with an S at the end of it. Fair Productions on oh, Instagram. Go check out Shane. Go see the white gloves. I'm telling you, go see the pictures I posted of him wearing wearing the white gloves. Oh, thanks. I'm man. telling you, my man, them suits is straight pimp. You know, oh, thank you, man. I mean, the Godfather. I mean, you you were on that level with them suits. You know, he might have oh, to. It's fun. I've heard from guys that have interviewed him that, you know, when he comes out for an interview for a podcast, right. he is the Godfather. Oh, he's it's so not. I, I don't know his real name, but he is the Godfather. It is turned on the minute it comes oh, on, and doesn't end until 
it's done. He is that's who he is. What was it like having him around? He was so cool. He's got like this this sm- like the smile and kind of glow about him where he's like um he, you kind of detect where he's like anything else you need from it like he just like he wants to make you a godfather experience like you know the best it can be and you get this like kind of air that he's like anything else you know you, you're good <laughs> you know like he's just he's looking to like you know give you that experience that you're hoping it would be so that i think godfather is like one of the greatest to me he was so cool and uh I was such a mark too. I had the encyclopedia with me and I had him sign, you know, the Godfather. I had him sign the PWI from 1999. I was like, I, I went all in. I was like, you know, I'm going to have to do this right. But oh, and then he says to me, uh, th- th- talk about a name drop. This a big event was going on in town. And he's like, yeah, after the event, I'm going to play cards with the, uh, with the Undertaker in his hotel room. I was like, oh, can I come? <laughs> you know, so, you know, I wasn't going to ask, but. What a name drop. I'm with you guys tonight. Yeah. I don't know. You need somebody to count the chips. <laughs> I'll hold your shoes for you. <laughs> Anything. But no, I, <laughs> I didn't get the invite. Oh, puppy that, dog eyes as I might have been. But. Look, brother, I look, I don't blame you one bit. I mean, I can't like I said, I, I looked at Hand of Stone Ronnie Garvin. I'm like, that guy's right there. Oh, that's nice. But I gotta I gotta throw this out. I'm gonna promote some friends of ours. But have you come up yet? I know you you came up for the show, but did you get to stick around and do the tour of the International Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame and meet everybody like at the actual fan expo side? No, I didn't. Um, I know like there was a the, the event the day before, and then uh, a lot, there was a lot of stuff going on. I was just up for the dinner, unfortunately, but uh, I saw some of the items they had. It was incredible. Didn't they have like a Jimmy Snooker's? Uh, like original, like you know that big tongue, that tiger coat. Oh, beautiful! Bro, they have things that would blow your mind. You got to come up though this year. Come sit and sit with me. Oh, I, I'm inviting you now. Oh, all right. I, I do the podcast from there. Come sit with me. I'll make sure there's enough table space and mics. Come sit with me. I interviewed Ted DiBiase this year. I interviewed oh, so cool. um, Manny the Bull Ramirez. Right, they were all um, there, man. Um. Dan Severinsen. Oh, he was so cool. Is Dan not the one of the, Dan's cool, but Dan talks a lot. Oh, he does. But you're not. I don't know. Too many people are gonna be like, "Hey, Dan, you want to go ahead and sit down?" No, uh-huh. it's all interesting stuff because yeah. it's all as he's telling you, like, "Wow, I can't wait to go tell my friends the conversation I had with Dan Severin, how deep he was going." <laughs> and then he tells you something else, and you forget about the first thing that you wanted to right, tell you. Right. And you're like, "Shit, what's that, what was that other thing over there?" Oh. My father's like an old school UFC head too. All I, all I could, all I wanted to do was send him that pic with me and Dan Severn, him wearing a UFC Hall of Fame jacket with the with the crest on it. I was like, oh god, I gotta send this to my father. I can't wait. Now, how many? The other side to this is you're in there now. Let's call this what this is. You know, mm-hmm. you are the voice of downstate and uh, and northern Jersey wrestling. Thank you. There, brother you ain't got to thank me you did it you made Aww. it happen. you you made it happen are you do you get a lot of you know guys that are like hey i, I want to get in the ring I, I think i got what it takes you know how do i do this do you get a lot of folks that are coming at you with that or you know i, I imagine from the announcing side you probably hear from people but how about people who want to get in the ring and actually wrestle uh, see, like sometimes, like people look, um, they'll ask me who they got to get in contact for booking and everything. I think sometimes, like my booking 
powers are comically limited and they'll, they'll think that I, I can somehow, you know, I certainly, I have like the core guys that when I'm asking my opinion, like I'm going to rattle off the list of like Desmond Cole, Nikolai White, Nolo Catano, Darren Richardson. Like there's some guys, Osito, like um, that I just always believe on. Bruno, of course, you know, Lou Bruno, he's been up there, the you know, so, um, you know, th- there's always going to be that core guys that I believe in. So, you know, if I get asked, I'm going to say the same names and everything. But um, as far as like getting in, like I'll, I'll tell people the same thing. Like you have to show up and promoters. The one thing that every promoter pays attention to, it seems, even if it doesn't look like they're looking at it during while it's happening, is the is building the ring, taking the ring, putting the ring together and tearing the ring down. If they there's um all right, there's an event. um. I don't know if I want to say who it was, but I'll just keep it like this. It was an event they did a few weeks ago. Um, The ring was late. This guy banged it out. They put it together uh, really quick. And um, the guys from Warriors of Wrestling, like um, the guys that have trained with Joe Bellini specifically, they have really good ethics for putting together the ring. You guys need any help? You need anything? So the promoter asked me, came to me he's like oh let me ask you who was helping with the ring when the ring got put together really so the first thing i said was oh the warriors are wrestling guys this guy had planks this guy i saw bringing in you know steel this guy you know was asking where this goes no problem this guy didn't show up they needed a match here the first guys that got booked were the warriors are wrestling guys because you know the promoter had asked who was helping with the ring so the, the ring is such it's um wow a ritual almost like you know it's a ritual and and you know what likewise too uh the guys that stick around at the end are almost more valuable because everybody's banged up everybody wants to go home everybody's got a double shot everybody's got plans but those guys that are there at like 12 30 loading up a dark ring truck you know that their intentions are pure you know that they're you know they're physically taking your promotion on their back in the dark loading up a trailer when they could be home going out with the girlfriend on a Saturday night, whatever their Saturday night's now done, you know, cause it's 11 o'clock. They had a chance they could go out and it's 1230 to putting away the ring. This Saturday night's done. So guys that give up their nights like that. It's like, you know, it's interesting because, because, you know, that's the little things, you know, everybody right. wants to be the superstar, but you know, are you willing to do the grunt work to get right. to that point? And that doesn't just go for wrestlers. The guy Peter DeLong, man, the guy, uh, commentary guy. He's like one of the hottest guys in commentary down here now. Um, every time you'll see him with a shirt and tie, and there he's got the planks on his shoulder, you know, doing his laps, you know, taking the ring down. So it's not even just, you know, uh, talent, you know, in ring talent, like, you know, production and everybody. Like, you know, if they see you taking apart the ring, putting together the ring, that, that, Go, that goes far. That definitely goes far. It's a weird thing, but uh, it's something that promoters pay attention to. I get it. But tell me more about this Peter DeLong guy. Do we need to take care of this? Do we need to make sure that he understands that he ain't he's the guy? commentary, okay. thankfully. We, I'm glad he's not a ring announcer. He'd be a serious threat. Do we need to make sure? Like, hey, look here, Peter. I think your teeth hurt. Like, you need to stay where you're at right now in your lane. This huh? guy's name's Peter DeLong. You don't think he got people, too? You got people? Listen to he me, got Peter. people. You got people. I got people. I ain't worried about your people. <laughs> I'll already have you done before your people. No, we like him. He's 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 one of the good ones. He's good. We keep. I him love it. So I mean, how about now? This was something I was real curious. And we we were on TikTok. We normally do TikTok before every episode. I try oh, okay. to do twenty minutes of TikTok, just kind of generating some interest. And one of the questions that that came up was, have you has anyone in in your six years? 
of, of promoting, going around that whole area, all the different things, like uh, the one that you got the shirt on, that's pro wrestling magic, right? Right, right. You know, promotions like this, all these different groups. Have you seen anyone yet go to the show? Make that next step. Yeah, you know, and it's, uh, all right, here's the thing. The thing that always upsets me is the people who get signed seemingly first is always the guy next to the guy. You know, you're like, they signed him? How come they didn't sign him? You know, they signed her? But she's so much better. Like, it's always the guy next to the guy that seems to go first, and it's infuriating. You know, so, like, uh, those people, like, like say Notorious Mimi. Like I saw her early and I was like, this, this, this woman's a star. Like, you know, like she doesn't, you know, she's like, you know, a born superstar. So the fact it took years for WWE to, you know, re, you know, to sign her, repackage her as Sloan Jacobs. And eventually, you know, they, they released her. It was like, there's such a mismanagement of talent. Like, and so, you know, you see people make it, but it's like, can they, you know, do they fit into this? you know, mold that they have in mind or something like that. So you see people make it, it as like, but um, like MJF was somebody that, you know, I, I got to announce real early on and, you know, everybody and their mother knew that this guy was a star, you know, it was like, you know, and it would get you f- f- infuriated. It was like, how come, you know, such and such is signed, but MJF is still here. And like now, and that goes on today, like Darius Carter, you know, why isn't Darius Carter, like, you know, he's an ultra heel he gets under people's skin like you know, like nuclear white heat, you know. But um, yeah, there's certain people that um, like Casey Navarro, like he um, he's been on Impact, he's been on AEW, he's been on MLW, uh, I think, which is where he is currently. And you know, this, this kid was a star since he was like 16 years old. It took them till he was like you know 20 something to fully realize this guy. You know, he was the next Rey Mysterio five years ago. So. Uh, sometimes I get so infuriated by seeing the talent at hand not getting signed, you know, like or uh, taking long time to get signed. And it's like, you, you know, it's like, oh, I wish I was a scout. I wish I was a scout. But, you know, you got guys like Pat Buck and stuff like that who run, you know, create a pro who, who are, who are um, scouting on some level. So it's like, you know, I don't have I'm never going to have a role like that. But it, it does get you so aggravated when you see who's not getting signed versus who is getting assigned, you know, but yeah, you know, how do you think Yeah, you kind of brought this up? You know, there's a lot of the other ones out there. AEW is making some waves right now. T- TNA or, or TNT was, uh, was trying to make some waves. I don't know if they're still even doing anything anymore. You know, there's, there's these, I hate to call them ancillary promotions, That's good, but they're not WWE. Right. And the only place I've ever seen take down WWE was the World Wildlife Foundation because that's why they're not WWF anymore. Yeah, right. That was I mean, you, you want to talk about, you know, you're coming a juggernaut versus a juggernaut, you know, to to take down WWF by lions and tigers and bears. Oh my <laughs> literally. <laughs> it made, took them down. Right. Um but do you think that some of these folks, when we hear these names that are that are getting released, that are getting dropped, that, you know, they're not there. Um, we were just talking before the show, and I'm, I want your opinion on this. You know, John Cena is coming back on Friday to SmackDown, and I think he can kind of call his own shots at this point. Same mm-hmm. thing with The Rock, uh, Stone Cold, any of those guys. 
short of uh, Goldberg, and I think Goldberg has his own reasonings they've talked about before why he'd never go back to any of them. But um, do you think that WWE just kind of, it's like the NFL. The NFL called me right now and said, Murph, we want you to be a water boy or wanted me to be the end guard tackle, sit at the end of the bench, guard the water and tackle anyone that came near it. I'm going to go. Right, right. Like, do you think they've maybe reached too big and they just, yeah, you pissed me off. I'm dropping you. Or you were good for these three episodes. Moving on. Do you think they're too much? Sean, I think a lot of things, a lot of the time what they're doing now is defensive signings where it's like they're signing people and keeping them on the shelf to keep them from being that indie star, to keep them from from uh, signing with the AEWs. Like a company like WWE can just shell out that money to uh, to sign that person in the peak of their career, sit them on a shelf for three years, hit them with a 90-day no-compete when they release them, and then like, you know, or, um, you know, sometimes you'll see... Um, like your favorite indie guy will be on WWE as a security guard, that guard or something like God bless them. I'm glad they get that opportunity. Right. But sometimes I wonder if WWE is trying to like minimize that person by, by saying, Hey, your indie darling is a, uh, you know, a security guard that gets beat up, you know, on right. Monday night, you know, like I, I wonder if that is like uh they're trying to be smirching in some degree too, or trying to like take away from that. Name. But at the same time, you've seen like MJF as an EMT, on raw and then we see where he is you know so it's like that is the gateway and you know we've seen daniel bryan for example like he's had like a you know minimal role you know so a lot of these these on-camera roles do develop to big things and everything but i just sometimes i wonder if they're just like you know just signing people defensively to just keep them off you know off the shelf we don't have a plan for such and such but we know if they went to impact they'd be the biggest star in impact they'd be the biggest star in AEW. we're going to change their name keep them in nxt you know, put them in tournaments and then, uh, you know, f- eventually phase them out once their contract expires, you know, kind of slide them back out. And like, whereas they were such a, you know, blue chip prospect going in where everybody's talking about this person. And, you know, I hate seeing that sometimes because I wonder if they are doing defensive signings where they just sign. Yeah, they have the money that they could do it. You know, absolutely. I mean? I mean, it. it's like being signed to be the quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. You're just right. there, so nobody else will actually have have you, you know, and you're going to suck sure. forever. <laughs> and right, they, right. There you go. Now, you got you got a question here, and this is an important question. Nate always has the important oh, question. Oh, that's a good one. What is your favorite go-to after an event food? Like, the event is over. Right. Where are we chowing at? And does it – I'm going to add to this question. Does it depend on where the event is at? Definitely. All right, so – all right. The answer your your if does depend where it's at because I try to like coincide if I'm like going on the road with like a foodie spot. Like if I'm going to Connecticut, I want to go to Ted's Burgers. I want to go to like you know like you know uh, Sal Pe- Sal Pepe's or you know uh, Frank Pepe's or you know want to want to I want to indulge in that New Haven pizza or something. So where I am, oh Devil Eggs, oh Chucky. Yeah, see, I, I did some damage at this. I ate an embarrassing amount of deviled eggs at Chucky's party. There is no I, such thing as an embarrassing amount of deviled eggs. Oh, but I'm, I, yeah. Listen to me. Do you put old, but do you put Old Bay on top of your deviled eggs? Oh, yeah, or, or uh, paprika. Yeah, but usually it's I like fun. Old Bay. Anything to I put love, Old Bay on. Us. But um, taki, I like, I'm always down for tacos. So it's like if I'm eating before the show, it's always going to be a taco place, a taqueria, and then like a good one. 
And then um, after, you'll always see everybody in Wawa. Like if, if the, the nearest Wawa from an event is three miles away, you'll go three miles and you'll see everybody from the show. Like event. What's your like, Wawa sub? I Living in upstate New York, okay. in the area, Stewart sucks. Listen to me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But they love Stewart's up here like it's something special. That's the one, the Rupia, I mean, like the, the like the Rupia cream. Soda Company has their own, like, yeah. yeah. No, no, it's they're, they're different. They're oh, different. really? Oh, okay. I thought they were the same, but because if you go into Stewart's here, they, they don't sell Stewart's. Oh, all right. But what they do, now I will give them this, is they do have decent pizza for up here, because the pizza up here sucks ass. But really? I miss Wawa so bad. Oh, so good. Idea. Wawa and Tasty Cakes. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're regional. They're definitely regional. I, I, when I go home to see my mother in Baltimore, I'll go to the uh, Wawa down the block from her in Baltimore, and on my way north, I will clear out the butterscotch crimpets and peanut butter candy cakes. <laughs> and, if they, and if they have tasty Claire's, game Take on. Take away. That's I'm taking it. them all with me. And they and I always get to the counter, and these these poor people at the counter look at me like, who the fuck is this whack job? And it was and the I, vendor taking out expirations or something. I, what is he I'm, doing? And I look at them all, and I'm like, look, I, I'm I'm from here. I don't get to come down. Yeah, yeah. What's your? Do you have a go to? I gotta ask this. Now we're into this shit. Hey, folks, welcome to Food Talk with Wrestling Fans. <laughs> We're going to be going and talk about food that I like to eat that makes me into a fat ass. I'll just make stupid faces like the man versus food guy over here. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is your go-to Wawa sub? I've got my – I can rattle it off. For yeah, you. yeah. What I want, but what's your go-to Wawa? I'll do like the – sometimes I'll do like the ham, cheese, mayo, banana peppers. I, I was never a banana pepper guy until Wawa. I didn't give a sh- – I didn't – Care yes. about banana peppers, but they put they put them in my lexicon. So I'll do that. Then I'll do um the, the as far as or I'll do the chicken tenders with just cheese and mayo, like you know, like that that sandwich. Or um the biggest thing is the lobster bisque. If I go and hit that soup button and see you have lobster bisque, oh my god, lobster bisque at Wawa is a sleeper. It's as good as it's not really saying much. Joe's Crab Shack. It's it's on par with Joe's Crab Shack lobster bisque, but it is good. I love the Wawa lobster bisque. Here's, Sleeper here item. Is. Here it is. How about you? Wawa tuna tuna oh, with, with provolone, bacon, banana peppers, buffalo sauce, toasted. Wow. All right. I'm going to tell you, that, that is the go-to sandwich. I'm going to check next time. Side item, Wawa mac and cheese. With the packet of Texas Pete. All right. Okay. Wow, I'm cheese with the Texas Pete. But that is my go-to. Sa- like, that sandwich wow. right there. Now, now Nate's talking about uh, potato fries. There is no fast food better French fries. Oh, really? Than, world, than Royal Farms. Royal Farms Western fries. You ever been to and a chicken, farm? too, right? People say they're chicken. Uh, chicken. Look, shove that KFC dead in your ass Chick-fil-A. Yeah, yeah. I, hear, I heard this. Royal Farms fried chicken is on that. Have you ever had Church's chicken? Uh, yeah, yeah, that I've had. It's on that Church's level, like, like you got to okay. go to a gas station. Like, if you're down south, look, you're only getting Church's at the funkiest gas station that has like, <laughs> like has the ugliest pumps. That you're like, I probably just caught something pumping my gas. I just <laughs> got, I just got herpes on my hand pumping. The American my Pickers gas. pumps. Yeah, like exactly the American Pickers pumps. Yeah, look, Nate's over here, like next level. For All right, Chucky's over here. Wawa or McDonald's are always the go-to long trip home after a show. 
speaking of lobster, I went to a, um, a McDonald's up in Connecticut with Azriel one time. He was driving with me, and I got a, a lobster roll sandwich at that particular Connecticut McDonald's. And I still hear about that from him. Like he'd be like, "Yeah, but this is the guy that would eat a lobster roll at McDonald's." Like, <laughs> I, I've heard that like a thousand times since then. I still get my my chops broken for that. I've been to ten. I've been in Tennessee, where my mother's family's from. Right, McDonald's spaghetti. Oh, really? But so McDonald's crazy cookies, items are regional. They'll do regional, very regional kind of stuff like that. Pizza, Canada. Ah, yeah. uh, the the one I went to up in Canada was the first time I saw the touch screens, the ordering touch screens. Oh, really? Like they yeah, had like like, like big kiosks, and you just touch your order, and the girl just comes out and brings it to you, no problem. Right. Uh, Nate says Texas McDonald's has Pete has pizza at it. Here we go. You see? Yeah. See. So, and I think that's part of, but. You know, to bring it back to wrestling culture, I think these places are part of that culture. I, I've got a picture. I'll send it to you. I've posted it on Facebook. Hanging out with Ric Flair right. in, in Atlanta. He actually wasn't going to take the picture with me because it was at a bar. And he was like, I don't take pictures at bars anymore because I don't want people to know I'm still going to the bar. But it was oh, a particular wow. hotel where the rumor was that his home was being renovated in Atlanta. So he was he was staying at this hotel full time. And there was a beautiful Camaro Z28 that sat outside, was never in a parking lot that belonged to him. And it sat oh, in front of the building. That's the kind of like. But but I mean, again, food culture. I, kind of making this left turn a little bit into this. How much is food culture part of wrestling? We talked about Mean Gene having a burger place. You guys have your rituals with this. Have you seen that in your experiences as part of that wrestling culture? Like guys are like, oh, you're new to our city. You're coming here. Let me take you places. Let me let me yes. show you around. Yes. Uh, that's a, that, Bro, your questions are awesome. But they um, when I was up in Rochester, like they, they call them a garbage plates. Oh, garbage plates are fucking amazing so that's yeah it's like it's like a you know for people to know it's like a like a smorgasbord of like appetizers like mozzarella sticks and other things like all on an actual garbage like a the, like a steel in some places they'll use the actual pale lid right like yeah. the steel pale lid yeah they, they'll have it's like, right in a wrestling culture right <laughs> exactly yeah I, I was curious about that like how much of that falls into that culture when I you're out so. of stations yeah, I think so. It's a popular like locker room topic, you know, like, oh, where's some place I can eat around here? And then, you know, oh, I love this place over here. And then people are very like passionate about it. Like Ridgefield Park, for one, is like uh, you know, I, I'm there more I'm at Ridgefield Park in Jersey more than I'm I'm home like most times. So <laughs> there's so many places like to eat around there from like Peruvian to Korean to this and that. So there's always like a good argument, like, you know, where are we gonna eat? And uh my friend and I, Bruno, uh Meadowlands Monster, we uh we do something called street magic where we walk around before the show and we'll go get some something to eat. We've like uh you know, we do get into hijinks, we like jumped one of the production guys one day, <laughs> like on Main Street, like left them like you know, playfully, but left them on the ground and then ran away from them. And then uh, now Chucky's over to tell me we've introduced a handful of the wrestling community to South Jersey. Homegrown boost. What boost. is that? It's like a syrup-based drink in like Pennsylvania. It's like I don't know. I don't know if I quite like a lot of it. Or, I've never heard of this. Yeah, some people like. All right, so I 
Chucky could tell us there's like an argument and like either it tastes like flat soda or it tastes like fruit fruit punch. I think there's like that's the argument. It's like you know the Jersey argument with tail of ham and pork roll. Uh, it's like I think there's like a boost argument if it tastes like flat soda or fruit punch. I, like, I don't know. Like, and then it's another thing too. You drink it, and you're like, I don't know if I like this or if I hate it. This might be my favorite <laughs> drink, or it's horrible. I'm not sure. It's very it's confusing. Like shit or not, but I'm digging it. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, yeah so he guy. said it, it's basically basically a caffeinated juice. All right. Okay. Would, but see, I would try something. Like, and let's let's talk about Taylor 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 pork roll, uh, pork roll sandwich are right. phenomenal. Uh, if you've never had one, folks, they go are. ahead and get you one. It is not a ham. It is not a breakfast sandwich. It's not a ham and egg sandwich. It is a Taylor pork roll. It is something different. So I don't, I don't know how to even describe so that good. to you. I, well, next time you make it up here to the Albany area, the only thing we have up here, it, the only thing they have is tiny hot dogs. Really, that's but the thing. Yeah, it's a. Th but it's not any. It's a tiny hot dog on a tiny bun, with a meat sauce and like onions and it, and you buy them by six packs. It's like oh, going. Right. It, it's like going to little little tavern, and getting what are they? But they're hot dogs. They're like the hot they, dog version of a tavern burger. Oh, all right. That's the best way I can describe them. But they don't have a name. They're just what if you ask for a hot dog, this is what you little hot dogs. They, they, you, there's a couple of places, famous lunch, uh, Gus's, and oh, Hot Dog wow. Charlie's. That when you go in there, you know you you just you order them. And I'm I'm gonna give away a crazy secret right now. I'm going to give away – you ready for a secret that most people are going to be like, I can't believe you. You ready? Every one of these tiny hot dog places here in this area – and then I'm really going to upset some people in, in Jersey and, or in New York here in a minute. All of them are made at the exact same factory. Oh, wow. Every single one. Don't tell me one hot dog is better than the other. They're all oh, made in the same factory. I know for a fact because my son works at that factory. So don't tell me that. Just like – you know, everybody loves uh, Carnegie Deli. Oh, Carnegie Deli is so amazing. Yeah, yeah. Guess where Carnegie Deli's meat is uh, prepared? Troy, New York. Oh, is it? It's in fucking Troy. Not not even in New York City. It's in Troy, New York. They got the, the, the pastrami's marinating up in upstate, huh? Yeah, it's all upstate in Troy. Don't wow. give it a shit like, oh, my Carnegie Deli is so amazing. Pull back the curtain. Look at that. Well, there we go. We're pulling back the curtain on wrestling. <laughs> well, look, folks, we're getting ready. To, we're going to put a bow on this. I think Shane and I could probably talk food and wrestling oh, hell yeah, bro. all day long. Maybe we'll come up. Maybe that'll be the next great show that we come up with. We've come up with more shows on like this that I, that I don't do is we'll just get pro wrestlers on and talk about their favorite meals and places to go eat. Oh, that would be cool. And you get a lot of passionate answers. Trust me. We won't even just we won't even talk to him about anything else. Like, I bet you like Manny the Bull has some great stuff. Oh, Manny was like, I can imagine, like he's he was old old school. Like talking to him, I don't know if you if you got a chance to meet him before. He's a truck driver now. Like he's oh, that wow. he's a he's that truck driver. You ever meet the guy like you know he's a truck driver because he has an earpiece in his earpiece. That, yeah, right. The Bluetooth. Yeah, that's that's Manny the Bull. <laughs> that's but, so funny. That's so but true. But what's so crazy about that guy? Is is again? He's another one of these older guys where I'm like, I'm probably not going to snatch anything from this guy because I've got about 15 to 20 seconds where I've got to really fight for my life right now. Right, like right. He just had that vibe about him. Oh, like, if 15 yeah. to 20 seconds is all I got, and after that he's going to be gassed. But I gotta, I gotta put it on for at least that time frame. Still fighting so, a bull for 15. <laughs> yeah, you got to fight the bull for 15 to 20 seconds. But um, 
I would think he would be one, like being a truck driver, he would have like, but he got into, uh, and I don't know if these guys still do this. I'd be curious. Now I'm thinking about it. He used to talk about if you were a heel, when you traveled to events, you only rode in cars with heels, right? Right. You only rode in cars with other faces. That, that part of the mysticism of wrestling, because they didn't want all of a sudden you're a face and you're showing up in your passenger seat with your heel. Right, right. Your great nemesis. And really, you guys are, are buddy, buddy. He was like, that's a you don't see that. We don't do that shit. No. And they no. drove everywhere. Everywhere they drove. It's like the famous turnpike st- uh, story with uh, Duggan and uh, Sheik. You know, Vince McMahon was more worried that they were, you know, caught in a car together than the cocaine that they had and everything like that. And now you just killed kayfabe. Why the hell is Hacksaw in, in a car with, you know, the Sheiky baby? He's up. You know, he's from up here, Hacksaw. He's from up by me. Oh, Glens Falls, right? Yeah, he's from Glens Falls. You run into guys all like he's like where I grew up in Baltimore. It was the uh, band, the Bangles. Uh, the drummer from the Bangles grew up around me. So everybody was like, huh. Her cousin's roommate in college was uh once accidentally dialed me, know her real well. Up here, it's like, uh, Hexall went to high school with his cousin's roommate, oh. second friend, cousin's friend from over in high school that once tripped over a bag that he was carrying. Oh, my real gosh. close. Like, it's one of those. You know, Hexall gets his wood from the guy in the lumber yard down the block from me. <laughs> Just down the block. <laughs> see, see him all the time, I think. Like, <laughs> it's one of those so look folks we're gonna put a bow on this as i said shane we're gonna have to figure out a time have you back brother especially if you got to. a promotion coming up i'm telling you you come up if you can come up beforehand the next international professional wrestling hall of fame which i believe is in august uh if my brain's working right right now i i would love to have you sit with me do some interviews with some of these folks what oh, i think it would be phenomenal uh, folks, go onto your Instagram. Check out Worlds with an S at the end of it. Fair Productions on Instagram. See what Shane's got going on. If you're anywhere down around the, around the city, one of the boroughs, you're in North Jersey, make sure you're figuring out where Shane's at. Go see one of his promotions. Make sure you throw an extra pair of white gloves up there to him. He can always use an extra pair. That's, hey, that's, that's going to be the new thing. If you see Shane and you're listening to him here, for him to know that you heard him here, I want somebody to throw some white gloves up there. Brand new, in the pack, white gloves. Uh, extra small. Extra small. Just he, he is very he has big paws. I just think the extra he has large paws. He's a big man. We've met. I, I just think it would be funnier for you to throw extra small gloves up there. Very uh Johnny Cochran style. Oh, I <laughs> the, love it. All must have quit. Must have quit. Uh any next promotion you got going on, brother. When is it? Uh, this weekend, I'm going to be in Ridgefield Park all weekend. Uh, Friday, got Inferno Fight Club and Fallout Shelter has a joint show on Friday. Saturday is Pro Wrestling Magic Kingdom Come 7. That's the final show of our, of the year where it'll be Team Shane versus Team Smiley for total control of Pro Wrestling Magic. So please root, root me on on that one. And then Sunday is going to be BCW. That's going to be uh, 2 p.m. And that's going to be on Sunday, New Year's Day. And it's a joint promotion with uh, One Division Pro and Shadow Wrestling Alliance along with BCW. So come see us at the Ridgefield Park, Knights of Columbus, the Phil Sheridan building, my home away from home. What better way to end the year? What's the big match on Saturday night? Who, who are we going to see Saturday night? 
Oh, Saturday night's going to be Kerr versus Moff for the uh, Pro Wrestling Magic Championship in a Bayonne Street Fight match. So that's going to be pretty damn cool. What is a Bayonne Street Fight match? Is that like no rules, rules, man. And, and that's taking it to every corner of the building, which Moff will do. He will, you know, you're going to, you're going to, Definitely hit the walls of that building. You're going to hit the tables of that building. You're going to go through a section of people, most likely. You know, when it's Bayonne, you know, that's Moff's home style rule choosing, usually. And uh, a few months ago, Moff decided that all of his title defenses, by default, are going to be Bayonne street fight rules. So that's pretty awesome. But the fact that he's going against a 360-pound army hero from the mountains of Afghanistan, you know, and, and Big Kerr. That's going to be uh, a tough one to choose because I know uh, in that area, Kerr is beloved. So, um, and so is Moth. So, it's going to be a real uh, oh, hometown crowd versus hometown crowd. You know, it's one of my sons is a big Puff fan. Oh, okay. Yeah, man. Puff he's is big just, up there, man. He's hilarious. If you haven't the seen Beverage Puff. Baron, as it were, right? Yes. <laughs> all righty, folks. If you're catching us and you're learning all about uh, us through Shane, Please take the time, give us a like, give us a share. I cannot explain this every week too much more. Going on to Facebook, going on to uh, your, whatever you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, and giving that five-star, giving that, that comment about how much you enjoyed listening to Shane and learning about pro wrestling and what it takes to get into it and what it takes to be an announcer. If this meant something to you and you enjoyed this, going on there and giving that rating, that's how people find out about Shane. If you love the independent circuit, that's another way people are going to find out about that independent circuit. Cause you hit that five star, all those algorithms pump us up. People find out about it. People hear about these things. People learn about what's going on. That's what makes a difference. I cannot beat this horse anymore. And I'm going to beat it every week just so everybody hears about it. So please make sure that you're taking the time and, and you're doing that uh, promoting next week. So again, this is, if you're also finding us, this is every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, anywhere I could get it. I'd put it in, in your grandmother's tube TV if I could get it there, anywhere I can find a spot. Next week, we've got actor and podcaster Cash Hovey on. Uh, we're going to be talking about getting into podcasting. Everybody wants to be a podcaster. I get asked about it all the time. How do you do it? How do you get involved? Well, let's talk to somebody who's, you know, I think I'm pretty successful. I think I do okay, but I'm a local guy. Let's talk to somebody who's got the big backing behind him. That's done very well. Has been in that acting scene, acting world. So we're going to have Cash Hovey, H-O-V-E-Y coming on. We're going to be talking about podcasting, getting into the industry. What does it take to be involved in it? Um, do not log off on me, Shane. We got to talk for just a moment afterwards. Again, folks, we're on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, TikTok, it's all the above the bar podcast. Now, here's the biggest thing for you there, Shane. There's one rule, one other rule I forgot to mention. And I never mentioned it before. Okay. The show. And that is that the guest always gets the final word. What's the final word? Keep spreading love. Keep spreading positivity in this business. There's enough people spreading negative shit. Keep it positive. And uh, like this man, like my friend Bob uh, Williams, just... Uh, just keep spreading positivity. It's the best thing that we can do in this business. You know, leave something, leave it better than you found it. Alrighty, folks, be sure to push your stool in. This has been an earplug podcast presentation. 
found on EarplugPodcast.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, and wherever your favorite podcasts are found. 